ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. Let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. As soon as it drops, we're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where. There's rubble and dust, cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Everybody happy Tuesday. I am uh, not in studio, honestly, because I don't feel great. Uh, but being the uh, being the uh, being the soldier I am, I'm going to try to uh, I'm going to try I'm going to try to make it through this radio show because, among other things, Jeffrey, we have to address that age-old question: mm. where? Are we going to have the championship parade? Ah. Now that Naquan Tomlin has committed to the University of Memphis, I think uh, we have to get back to that very important question. Um, you know, down Beale Street, down Riverfront. Um, right? Do we still have the parade route from the NIT parade? Are people still are so wigged out about downtown that they wouldn't come? I do think people would come. You know what? People came like for the St. Jude Marathon. They 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 they're hey, yeah they did. They're, they're they're swarming into downtown. So I think you have the right event, and I think there's nothing nothing more than a championship. Yeah, parade. I think also as long as it's in the daylight hours, I think everyone's going to feel okay. Right, yeah, 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 I I I feel good about it. So um, I feel really good about Naquan Tomlin. Um, committing to the University of Memphis. More on that in a moment. Today on the radio show, uh, Chris Herndon is going to join us straight up at 10 o'clock the way he does. He's got a piece coming out on the Grizzlies, who suffered a loss last night to the Dallas Mavericks, a loss uh, that that left their home record at a somewhat less than ideal 1-10. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wasn't great um, as they uh, go down. Better the than 0-11. It is. It is better Marginally, marginally better. No, it's than actually Owen. infinitely better because at zero you can't multiply by anything. Taylor Jenkins uh, didn't seem pleased last night. He ripped yeah, he looked very frustrated and got a standing ovation from the section uh, behind the bench because they like they wanted to be ripping into the players themselves. So anyway, massive night from Jaron Jackson Jr. was not nearly enough. Anyway, we'll talk to Chris. Straight up at 10 o'clock. And then it is Tuesday. That means fish on Friday on Tuesday. This, by the way, is his dream um, his dream appearance because given that I'm uh, uh, coping um, with a cold, um, he's going to get to talk more. And uh, so he's already very excited about that. He's already very excited about the fact that I may let him just talk. So uh, Chris Aaron can straight up at 10 o'clock. Then fish on Friday. On Tuesday, after that, I uh, I mentioned the Naquan Tomlin news, and it really is significant. Like, it, it, here's the thing: um, we already know that Jordan Brown is um, well, like me. Sick. Yeah, no, uh huh. And um, at least you know my whereabouts. However, Jordan Brown. No, I, I would just say, at least I know you're sick. <laughs> well, there, there is that too. Um, and, uh, and so Jordan Brown is, uh, seemingly, uh, I'm going to just go ahead and wager Jeffrey that Jordan Brown never plays another minute for the Memphis Tigers. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So, um, and we saw, I mean, heck, we saw it against, uh, Texas A&M. Um, Malco gets in foul trouble, plays 11 minutes and they won that game. Um, they persevered, but it can get a little dicey when you don't have another big man. And Naquan Tomlin is not just another big man. 
he will be the moment he joins this team, which will be for the second semester, he will be the best prospect on the team. He instantly becomes, you'll see him in mock drafts. And honestly, there's not a lot of players. They have their, you know, their strengths, these players, but um, he is in he generally perceived as sort of a second round guy. Um, what he is, is a six ten, six nine, six ten. You see it variously listed different places, 210 pound. He's not bulky, uh, true center. He moves well. He's not super athletic, but he is, as they say, a uh, a uh, easy mover. He averaged 10.4 points and 5.9 re- uh, rebounds a game for K State last year. As K State went on its NCAA tournament run, what do you make of this, Jeffrey? Uh, wow, this came together really quickly. Um, I mean, the first question I have is: It seems to be like when is he going to be eligible? Because I've heard well. Starting next, we're in the calendar year, but then you hear some people that are saying that no, like he's because he's graduated. As he graduates, so, he graduates next week. But I he think graduates. he's finished classes, and I think that's what matters. Right. But I, th- it, it, I well, um, he very clearly is going to join this this team, and um, whenever he joins the team, he is going to be. Uh, I, I do think, like, what was when you looked at what was wrong with this team. Oh, he fixes he fixes a lot of problems. He fixes a lot of problems. Um, interesting guy, by the way. Played really didn't play basketball till very late. He sort of learned on the job playing three years at JUCO, um, and then is recruited by K State. Goes to K State. Is very productive there, um, and then was dismissed from K State. It's interesting. You will read various places that it was because of a bar fight. Um, but the president of, the, of, of K-State University, the president of K-State University, put out a statement on this and said, contrary to what you uh, is being re- reported elsewhere, this was not exclusively because of a bar fight. So that's mysterious. No one knows quite what... Um, what else went into the decision? There was, it, was a, it was a weird scene at K-State. You literally had protests from fans. They were protesting uh, the, the decision to move on from Naquan Tomlin. And uh, the head coach sort of said, hey, uh, uh, fans, go home. Yeah, we, we, you know, we're, we're about love, not hate. Um, go home. And sort of diffused the situation. But it's been very mysterious as to why he was dismissed from K-State, here's the truth. I was, I, yesterday when I was at the Joss stuff, I was talking, I was, I was, I was during a break, a Memphis fan saw me and came up and talked to me, a lawyer actually. And nobody cares. Like nobody cares what he did, right? I mean, that, it, 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 that's just the way of the world, right? Does anyone particularly care what he did? No, I mean, I think, no, I, no, I think it's, I think we've definitely got, I think as, College sports in general feels like it's gotten less personal. Would you agree with that? Like it, it now feels like we're just like in like a mercenary area, like er, you know, a mercenary era. And so it's like, yeah, whatever. Is he eligible? Cool. Yeah, that's what I think. I think nobody gives a flip what he did. Yeah, um, but he joins this team uh, on the fly um, again. He actually he didn't shoot well from deep last year, but he shot. Uh, you know, he he has a good stroke. He's a decent free throw shooter. Um, really good in the pick and roll, surprisingly good and smooth offensive player, given that he started playing basketball late, um, is at least a presence at the rim. He's actually a much better fit for this team than Jordan Brown ever was, more highly regarded as a pro prospect than he uh, than Jordan Brown ever was. Um, runs the court well. Um, he's not a elite rebounder. Like That's one thing that you might have wanted from him. He's a decent rebounder, but he's in, not. In fairness, elite. no one on this team is. Right, he's not. An, you would like to add an elite rebounder. He is not an elite rebounder, but like he immediately. I mean, we talked about this last week when it appeared that Jordan Brown might be disappearing. Without that center, without that force in the middle, it felt like the ceiling of this team was dramatically lowered. Yeah, you could, you could, you know, good players on this team. Um, and, and, and they could get you to the NCAA tournament, 
But without a force in the middle, it didn't feel like, honestly, a team that you reasonably could think would go to the second weekend. Um, without Jordan Brown being the player that we imagined he would be. And with the addition of Naquan Tomlin, I think once again, you can say, oh, yep, this is a team that could easily go to the second weekend. Huge pickup for Penny Hardaway. It's funny because I'd heard people saying, my God, with Penny, it's always something, right? And it is, like the James Wiseman situation, Rasheed Wallace coming and going, like uh, Larry Brown disappearing, coming and going. Like you, you, you get all this weird stuff that happens. It feels like there's drama every year with the University of Memphis. Amani. But, yeah, Amani, Amani's another one. But in the end, Penny finds a way. Like, I really do think his resilience is what is one of the most impressive things about him, his ability to adjust and find answers when problems arise. Um, the idea that he has done this is kind of crazy. Obviously, uh, Tomlin was at the Grizzlies game last night, uh, Stansbury, Tomlin, Penny all made an appearance there last night, and uh, they got it done. Um, multiple multiple outlets this morning started reporting this maybe about an hour ago. So um, huge news there. In terms of uh, other stuff, uh, in terms of the John Morant hearing, I wrote a column about it. You can read that over at the Daily Memphian. And I'll just sum up. It was a weird day yesterday, you know, sitting in court for eight hours. Um, and a lot of people have pointed out the ridiculousness of it all because it was ridiculous. It's almost surreal that in a city where we have a deep and tragic backlog in criminal cases, that we have this elaborate recreation of how to check a ball. I mean, it, 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 it is, it was a multiple, multiple recreations, multiple recreations of how to check a ball. You're like, what in the world is going on here? Why or check we in as, uh, as Edelman would say, right? Yes, exactly. Well, what do we like? It was, it was surreal and ridiculous. And I, I hope you've seen video of it. Um, read my tweets, read my column, whatever else. The whole thing was absolutely preposterous. Of course, that's a little bit of six one half. I mean, a little bit of uh, apples and oranges. That's the word. That's what I'm, the phrase I'm looking for. Because Carol Chumley doesn't do criminal cases, right? They, right. The, 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 it, it's not like there could be. Right. We're not. We're not sacrifice. The, we're not sacrificing right. criminal time. Like this is a civil suit. Right. The the optics were still jarring um, to to see this. What in the world are we doing? Um, in terms of my biggest takeaways beyond the ridiculousness of it. Um, I don't actually know. First of all, I don't care who wins. I, that's my that's my fundamental my fundamental position on this. It's irrelevant because if Ja wins, great. If he loses, he just has to write a check, as he said uh, last night in yesterday. I mean, in response to the question, uh, did he give his friend a necklace with real diamonds? He said, "I'm a millionaire." Mm -hmm. I don't care if Ja has to write a check. Do you care if Ja has to write a check? Not at all. Right. The result of this hearing, and then ultimately, if there's a trial, this trial has no bearing on any of the things that matter around John Moran. They have no bearing on his trajectory as a player. They have no bearing on uh, whether he will be, um, you know, the best version of himself going forward. They have no version on no bearing on any of it. It's simply about whether he has to write a check. This case is pure sideshow. That's all it is. It's a, it's either a money grab or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it is pure sideshow and theater and is fundamentally irrelevant to the, um, to all the issues that really matter about John Moran. So I don't care if he wins or if he loses. I really don't. What do I think? It's interesting as it unfolded, I thought, John's going to win this. Like, um, um, but then there were some moments, like she did, Rebecca Edelman, who's the uh, Joshua Holloway's lawyer. Joshua Holloway is the person that, that it's not even that Josh is alleged to have punched Joshua Holloway. Everyone agrees that he punched Joshua Holloway and that he swung first. Um, but she did get him to admit that he had other choices available to him. She said, like, you could have, you know, pushed him or you could have said, leave my property. Isn't that right? And that was, a, I thought, was sort of a telling 
um, admission that um, he said, yeah, I could have done either of those things, really, that he had other choices. So I don't really know who's going to win. Um, it, it, a, this, this particular hearing was just about whether Ja has immunity um, under the Stand Your Ground statute. It wasn't even as to the merits. This, we're not even to a public full trial yet. Um, will he get immunity? I, I think it's sort of a coin flip, and obviously there's going to be more testimony today. Um, so I don't really care uh, who wins. I don't know who's going to win. I think it's sort of a coin flip. Um, I thought the most interesting thing, though, was when Rebecca Edelman was in her opening statement. She started talking about what she called the sports fluenza. which Is, is that what you I, have right now? It's what I have right now, a bad case. It's a... Um, it's a uh, this notion that the coddled athlete has no accountability, people, instead of holding them accountable, uh, enable them, and all of that, right? And she, heard that, she basically says that that's what's going on the jaw. And then she tried to bring in all the other stuff. She said, you look at those issues with the league and in the city. And that was immediately shut down um, because it's not relevant to this particular case, right? This particular case is just about did he hit him in self-defense or not, right? That's really all it's about. It's not about yes. what happened at Foot Locker Correct. or what happened with the guns or what happened in Denver or what happened. It's not about any of that stuff. But that stuff is really much more important in terms of, like, it doesn't have any bearing on this case. It has complete and absolute bearing on Jaws future. And so, I, I you know, it, it, she was shut down, but I think those are all legitimate questions. Um, and... There's no answer to that. We can't know. Um, Jod did immediately after the hearing was over. He did um, tweet out, um, you know, the, uh, the, 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 little, uh, the little sand dial, whatever we call it. It's not the sand dial, though. Damn it. What do we call that thing? Um, sundial. And, uh, no, no, no. Sun, it's not the sundial. It's the timer thing. The timer I know. Thing. We, 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 games, this eight is the... days, whatever else. We've struggled with this before. And um, Sand is in there. And he is ready to get back to business. Um, so um, I guess my hope is that this, the ignominy of, and sheer boredom, honestly, of having to be exposed to that thing yesterday, hopefully is a further reminder um, that he shouldn't act like a jackass, right? I mean, you know, that, that, like this is, that, yes, this was ridiculous. And uh, it might be a money grab, but this is what happens when you, you know, act like a jerk. And hopefully it is one final lesson as he is poised to return. Did you have any other takeaways? No, I I think you pretty much nailed it. Do I think this is a shakedown? Absolutely. Uh, Do I also think it's, uh, do I also think that Jaws' attitude at that time put him in this spot? I do as well. 100%. 100%. I think both of those things are right. I mean, all you have to do is, and we've done a, we did a story on this, the Holloway family's history of litigation. Like, they have sued lots of people for lots of things. Um, and, uh, and do I believe that if Joshua Holliday, Holloway had been punched by, you know, uh, a kid with no means, that there would be a lawsuit? No. No. 100% no. No. It's because Ja is rich, and there's an opportunity here to soak him from some money. That's what happened. On the other hand, that whole tough guy thing that we saw, like that's partly this, isn't it? Like, oh yeah. I I, I don't know because I, I no I, it, no I definitely think it was. There will be more testimony on what happened um, today, and maybe we'll learn more sort of exactly how it plays out. Although it's, it's uh, you know I've kind of had enough of it. But here's my just my guess. My guess is things got heated. They got into each, you know, he, Holloway probably did fling the ball back at him in a way that was like, screw you, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. hit him in the side of the face, whatever else. But then do I believe Josh had a choice to punch him or not punch him? 100%. Josh had the choice. I, I, do I really think that Josh felt in fear for his life or something like that? It, it, Josh could have said, yo, dude, you know, or whatever. You Josh know, or Josh? Back off. Hey, or Josh, Josh, yeah, leave. He could have said leave. Yes. Yo, get the F out. He acknowledged that, actually. He acknowledged the other stand. He could have said, yeah, leave my property. But Ja is a – I mean, he's talked about it. He talks about it. I can handle myself. Once there, there, was a, there was a game once where someone stepped in to sort of intercede for him in a scrum, and he basically said, I can handle myself. It's the whole thing. It's Josh, you know, 
being the, the tough guy. And he put himself in this situation. It's ridiculous. It's a shakedown, but he made it possible. It's also true, by the way, the whole thing reminded me of how sort of sad it is that like when Ja first started at Memphis, one of the things that made it so appealing was the way that he embraced local basketball. I remember going, I guess it was with Drew, to a gym somewhere where he was just playing pickup with high school games, and we just watched him play pickup um, with with other high school players, you know. And like, th- there was one moment um, where Rebecca Edelman tried to. She said uh, 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 that there was there was there was a, there was a phrase they have, and I don't have it right here, but it was basically. Um, beneath no one or something, right? Uh, it was something like that. There's one of the phrases that Ja and his, and his and, and T use, beneath no one. And she tried to make it, she twisted it and said, what that really means is above everyone. That's not what it means. It means beneath no one. Ja isn't actually a guy who was cobbled. That's the weird thing. Ja is a guy who was, he, he, went to, he played at Murray State. You know, he was, he wasn't highly recruited. He played at Murray state. He wasn't actually coddled in this way. And he never did when he came to Memphis. One of the great things we we said it over and over again. One of the great things about Jack coming to Memphis is he feels like he's a Memphian, you know, like he doesn't hold himself up like he's better than anybody. And, and very clearly he continued this, you know, which I think is an admirable trend of inviting local high school players to play at his house. I mean, that's great. That's something that should be rewarded, honestly, for T and the whole family. They, they'd feed people. They'd provide them with drinks. They'd do all that stuff. Uh, but in that moment, um, he, he got himself in trouble. And, no, uh, I, I, I totally agree with you. I also think, though, you kind of have to put it back on the timeline. This was like the peak of Ja trying to be tough guy. Oh, I agree with that, too. This was in that summer that well, where it was That's all weird. It was it, like a we that was a weird six months, man. Yeah, he and maybe that maybe it's a different lesson. And again, we can't know this for sure. But it's when it's when superstardom truly. Maybe it's because he wasn't, in fact, hadn't been coddled. He wasn't ready for it, right? Like sure. this is when he, he got the shoe deal. He went to the All Star game. He was he was suddenly the face of the NBA. And um, and you're right. This was peak tough guy. So hopefully. Um, I didn't talk about it, uh, but but Drew Hill wrote a great piece um, about Ja and his relationship with the Munford High basketball team. And again, all that matters is how he comports himself when he comes back. Words don't matter, right? They, they just don't. I mean, the Grizzlies have said that. Words don't matter. And what Ja says when he comes back, that doesn't matter. What, none of that stuff matters. It was interesting to read um, some of the quotes from the folks around that Mumford basketball team and some folks from like Jonathan Stark, who knows Ja well, played with him at Murray State, about Ja growing up and all of that. And obviously we hope we hope that that is true. It was a weird, surreal moment. You just don't normally see an NBA superstar sitting in a witness chair for three hours and then being asked to reenact this. Like, it is another surreal moment in Memphis sports. Just, we've had a bunch of them, but that was a surreal moment in Memphis sports. And just kind of interesting that it happens right as he is poised to make his return. Um, in other news, Grizzlies do lose last night to the Mavs, 120-113. to Taylor Jenkins lit into the team. Uh, appropriately, I think. They gave up 67 points in the first half. That doesn't seem good, does it, Jeffrey? No, they were not getting a lot of stops. And they we're not getting... Luca. Luca was incredible. Yeah, Luca was tremendous. Um, and mind you, I know the Grizzlies are injured. Dallas did not have Kyrie. Dallas did not have uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. And Dallas did not have Grant Williams. Like, there are other teams. Now, that, that doesn't compare to the, the absences for the Grizzlies. But they were not close to first for to to uh, to full strength either. And instead, you have um, the Grizzlies bench was outscored forty two to twenty three. Like no, the thing right? that yeah. was really disheartening to me, you darn near got seventy points from Jaron and Des combined. And yeah. if you look at it, 
the Grizzlies shot better from three. They hit more threes, or I guess they ended up shooting about even from three. Like, if I just show you those numbers, you would have thought, damn, the Grizzlies probably picked up a big win. No, actually, the game really wasn't that competitive. The other way. Yeah, no, it was not. It was not even the slightest competitive. And it reminds you that, like, the Grizzlies have done very good work to get three stars. But around those three stars, Ooh, boy. it's a lot of crap. You know? Um, it just is. Zaire was freaking awful last night. Just awful last night. Vince Williams was pretty good, and he was dogged in his um, his back and forth with Luca. Luca enjoyed trash talking. Luca, who, by the way, had 35, 8, and 6, he enjoyed trash talking Vince Williams. Vince with uh, 10 points, 9 rebounds. Um, some interesting rotational decisions. Biombo did not start. Um, and then in the second half, you like very little Derrick Rose. You had it was just interesting though. Some 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 rotation stuff that we'll talk about with Chris Harrington uh, when he joins the show straight up at ten o'clock. But the Grizzlies, um, they are now six and sixteen. Um, they have three games left. Is that right? Six, three. 16. Yes. They have th- three games left. I believe uh, I was offering you eleven and fourteen. Yeah. Um, uh, to lock in eleven fourteen, and you declined. Mm-hmm. Right now, would you take? Six and sixteen. Would you take seven and eighteen? Probably. Yeah, just get one more. Yeah. They got Houston. Two games against Houston coming up. Get one more win, and then. But I think it also reaffirms the point you've made, which is Jock can come back. But there's a lot of problems with this team. He, he fixes a lot of problems, but there is a lot of problems remaining with this team that have come. You know, that have really are the result of roster management over the last two years. Yeah, and then further, you know, we the Grizzlies were kind of doing a decent job of maintaining, you know, the 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 gap between them and ten. This last, you know, this last week they've dropped two games. You know, they're now six back uh, of ten, right. and so like it even it exacerbates yeah, hoping, that. We were hoping for four. You know, we were. I, I was hoping for four, maybe five. Um, like if you're seven. Six or seven—that's a—that's a tall hill to climb, you know. We did see, by the way, in Dallas last night, Derek Lively, sixteen, uh, like he was terrific. Um, you saw what a lottery pick can do for you, right? Yeah. Even a even a not particularly. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a top five pick. No, it was a, he's a, a lottery pick. Now, mind you, that's a deep draft, and this this coming draft is not said to be a deep draft or even a good draft. Uh, but Derek Lively was terrific last night. The, the D yeah. word, the D word, triggers me right now. So just heads up. The draft word triggers. Yes, we'll get to that. There were two NFL games last night. Titans, Titans topple the Dolphins. How about that? We'll talk about all of that and more when we return. Uh, first, I will remind you: we got less than two weeks of Christmas now, and um, I really do. If you want to put a sparkle in uh, someone's holidays, uh, get yourself to Robert. Irwin Jewelers. Whether you're getting engaged or whether you're just celebrating, honestly, the fact that that you have someone in your family that you love, um, go over to Robert Irwin Jewelers. Howie is. I, I, I've been I've been now working with Howie for I don't know four or five years, and what struck me the first time I met him was his absolute passion for getting beautiful diamonds, particularly in the hands of. Uh, in the hands of folks. He scours the world for beautiful diamonds, and then he uh, he makes the shopping experience easy. They've been in Memphis for more than four decades, 48 years, nearly five decades, um, has Robert Irwin Jewelers been here in Memphis. They've got all kinds of financing options available, and of course, they got the meant-to-be guarantee, whereby if you uh, go ahead and design your engagement ring with Robert Irwin Jewelers, if for any reason um, you're not 100% satisfied within a full year, you can return it no question questions asked. It is Robert Irwin Jewelers. Uh, there's still time. Get there before Christmas. Take a break. Back in a moment. Jeff Calkins, your 92.9 FM is good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
I'm P.J. Glass with BeckQL. Carolina Panthers host the Atlanta Falcons this upcoming Sunday. The total is sitting at 35, and I think that's too many points. Falcons are only three-point favorites this week at the one-win Panthers. That spread is telling you that Carolina probably keeps this game close. The Panthers have scored 18 or fewer points in seven straight games, which means if this game is close, it's probably low scoring. Take under 35. I'm P.J. Glasser. Bet smarter at BeckQL and download the BetMGM app today. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, quitgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing to keep the Grinch away from the toy drive. Who's going to deliver the toys to the kids? What about me, the Grinch? No. Yep, even easier than that. You steal the presents one time. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. Copyright Dr. Seuss Enterprises. Copyright Turner Entertainment Company. Denise has been playing jazz for 40 years. Last concert, one of the musicians fell sick with RSV. Respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, is a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems. This time, she's choosing to help protect herself with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo. Abrisvo is a vaccine for the prevention of lower respiratory tract disease caused by respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, in adults 60 years of age and older. Abrisvo is not for everyone and may not protect all who receive the vaccine. Don't get a Brisvo if you've had a severe allergic reaction to its ingredients. People with a weakened immune system may have a decreased response to a Brisvo. The most common side effects are tiredness, headache, pain at the injection site, and muscle pain. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine, a Brisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. The next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through December 21st, New customers can get 75 megabit internet on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $20 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service. Actual speeds vary. Hey everybody, this is Andrew Filipponi here bringing you the parlay of the day brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. A full NFL Saturday for the first time this year. Let's use this triple header to make a winning parlay. Starting with the Vikings and Bengals, both these teams are currently in the playoffs playing backup QBs. Minnesota's aggressive blitzing will give Jake Browning fits. I like Minnesota getting three and a half points. I'm picking the Steelers to upset the Colts. Steelers haven't lost to Indy in 15 years and Steelers fans will turn that game into a home game on the road. And one more. Give me the Broncos getting four points in Detroit. The Lions are unraveling. Their defense struggling. Jared Goff regressing. This three-leg parlay pays better than 7-1. to one. That's it for the parlay of the day. Brought to you by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel app today and make every moment more with America's number one sportsbook. 21 plus in President Tennessee. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus best that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call TN Redline. 1-800-889-9789. As Tennesseans, we all see and appreciate the abundant wildlife around us and the great fishing opportunities we have across our state, thanks to your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. I'm Don King, reminding you that none of this would have been possible without the support of hunters and anglers who have purchased licenses and paid the bills over the years. Don't forget to purchase your license this year. It's a great investment in Tennessee's wildlife future. 
Paint Days are back for MVPs Pro Rewards members at Lowe's. Now through December 15th, you can earn 10% back in paint rewards via Lowe's e-gift card when you spend $100 or more on qualifying paint purchases. Plus, save $10 on a new and exclusive 5-gallon pail of HGTV Home by Sherwin-Williams Drywall PVA Primer and Sealer. Lowe's knows paint. Lowe's knows pros. Offers valid 12 4 through 12 15 Exclusions, restrictions, and more terms apply. See Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loyalty Terms. Subject to change. Hey, everybody, it's Boomer Esiason. eBay Motors has everything you need to keep your ride or die alive. From superchargers, brakes, exhaust kits, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's football season, and the NFL is in full effect on the free Odyssey app. We're heading into the final stretch of the regular season, and the playoff picture is starting to come into focus. Whatever team you're rooting for, the free Odyssey app has you covered with the local talk and your team's podcasts. Plus, listen to play-by-play of every Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night game from Westwood One. If you're looking for the NFL, it's all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today and search for your favorite team. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Chris on your house, don't want Jeff Heiss on your side. Uh, flexible fees. One of the things that, 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 that struck me about it, this was back before I even did the Josh Heisel response was and you can fire him anytime you want. I'm like, really? Like that's that it's it's weird that that should matter, but it honestly it shows how good he is. You, you can literally just text him and say, Yeah, I'm going in another direction. Not that you will. Uh, you know that because you just look at the Google reviews. There are more than three hundred five star Google reviews. Uh, Josh Heisaw, Josh spells the mid south dot com. Phone number is nine oh one four six one 8147 And I've talked to enough people now and heard their stories about what Josh has done for them. I'm a believer, and you will be too. Josh sells the mitsout.com. 901-461-8147. It's Josh Heisa. Uh Back on the Jeff Calkins Show, Chris Harrington is going to join us coming up next to talk about the Grizzlies, uh, John Morant, and what happened last night. Um, at FedEx Forum as the Grizzlies dropped to 1-10. and 10. Jeffrey was not there because he was locked in mm-hmm. on his triumphant yeah. resurgent, really. Yeah. His resurgent diet. What say you? Jeff, you know the most depressing thing? When I go to Tankathon to, to see where the standings are. Yeah. And, you know, normally when you'll see a, a list of standings, if somebody's on a winning streak, it's in green, like, yay, awesome, great. The Giants now have the eighth pick in the draft, and we have one three straight, and it is in red, like as in that's a bad thing, and I totally agree. Well, it's interesting. it was interesting to me because there were, there were obviously, you know, last night we saw, we saw two upsets. We saw the Titans uh, with a bigger upset. They were 13.5-point underdogs. Uh, well, and then on top of that, teams that have been down 14 in the final three minutes were like 0 and 600. Yeah. It, it, at one point on the old, uh, what are the odds that uh, the, that the, the, the uh, win probability? The, at one point, the win probability for the Dolphins was 99%. So we saw that, and then we saw the um, and then we saw the uh, uh, the Giants obviously win. Paul Kaharski, who covers the Titans, um, he went on Twitter and he said, I don't want to hear about draft position tonight. This team needed to win. They, the play, it means a lot to the players and whatever else. And I will tell you this. That's the kind of thing that you think if you were a beat writer who is, or, who is close to the team, you care about the players, you see how hard they work, and you're swung by the emotion of the moment. Yeah. Isn't it great that they got this win? But if you are a clear-eyed fan 
who has your eye on the big picture, who doesn't particularly give a crap who the right guard is or their feelings. With all due respect, that's just true. That's just true fandom, right? Yeah. That no, you, you all you care about in the end is does like do you have a chance to like have this team bring you joy? And last and night it, brought me and, no and win joy. A champion and win a championship. And or at least go deep in the playoffs, right? I'll, teams, I'll even settle for last year. Like last year, I knew that team. I knew the Giants last year were not good, but they won a playoff game, and that was fun. And then, yes, when they right. played the Eagles, they got the crap kicked in, and that was fine. Like I, I moved on. I enjoyed last season. This season well, doesn't even have that possibility. How about Jeff? I got some notes for you. You ready? Okay, go ahead. When you think about great offenses. Where do the Carolina Panthers this year stack up for you? I bet the Panthers are last. Uh, well, Jeff, the Panthers have scored more points than the Giants. The only team that hasn't oh scored more God. points than the Giants this year is the New England Patriots. That's incredible. The Giants, with their point margin of minus 131, they have the 30th, so the whatever second worst point margin in the NFL in their 5-8. and eight. This team's not good. They're very bad. It's like the opposite of the Bills. Correct. Bills have this, you know, whatever, plus 100 points, and, they're, and they were uh, and they won game over 500. It, it, I'll say this, though. I think partly it's just about perspective. And if, I think if you're a Titans fan last night versus if you're a Giants fan last night, those are two very different things. Correct. Because the Titans could, at, at the least, Look at Will Levis's performance. Now, whether you whether it will this will bear out or not, right? You can look at what happened last night and think, "My God, we might really have the quarterback of the future." Hundred percent. He throws for three hundred twenty-seven yards. By the way, the guy is just jacked. Like he's he is Megatron at quarterback. Like he is really jacked. Um, three hundred twenty-seven yards, most by a rookie ever on Monday Night Football, leads the team to uh, 15 points in the last four minutes. Before that, that was a win probability of 99% for the Dolphins. And so as you're watching that, there is real joy for a Titans fan because it's not just that you got the win. You may have your quarterback. And I think it's also important for a young quarterback, even when it's maybe a quote-unquote lost season, to have the type of we-can-do-this-the-comeback-type wins. I think those matter. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. Whereas, I don't think anybody thinks that Tommy DeVito is the answer. So for well, him to maybe, do, maybe Slimy, his agent. Do we think that he could possibly be the answer? He's one, Now he has one. Please, no, please, please don't. Don't. I, I feel um, bad. I, I, As a Giants fan, you'd think I'd get, I'm getting swept up in this. I find myself annoyed by this. And I'm going to contrast this, by the way. The other thing about why last year it seems to be different for the Giants is their success last year, A, was fun, as you point out, all of that. They want to play off all that. It also was affirmation that they hired the right management and coach in place. 100%. So, again, we're looking big picture. That's what really matters or should matter to fans. It's not just in the moment. And so, all right. Fine, we got into the playoffs, but what that and then we don't have a great draft pick. But what that means is we have the right management team in place, and that is critical. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. There's nothing really to be gained for the Giants in beating the Packers. Last I mean, I night. guess if I if I'm having to spin it, the spin zone would be as bad as the start was, and as incompetent as this team looked. I can take solace in the fact that Dable has at least stabilized them, and he's right. he, he has shown. Like, I did. I do think in the back of my mind there was this whole this idea of was last year just a fluke, and maybe I was wanting it to be confirmation, but it, it was probably maybe fluky because they just won a bunch of one score games. I think now I can still safely say I think he's a very good coach. Uh, as for the Titans, um, I think a great great night for the Titans. Fifteen points last four minutes. You got to hand it to uh, Vrabel. We're going for two with 240 left. That became them that they got it, and that provided the margin of victory. Um, I think the other question is, what about the Dolphins? I think um, that's the biggest question. Right. So, and, and by the way, so the Dolphins now are no longer on track to be the number one seed in the AFC. And here's who they have next. The Jets, who mm-hmm. are playing better. And then Dallas. Uh, they, and the then, Jets have Mr. 300. The Jets have Mr. 300. 
and then Dallas, and then Baltimore, and then the Bills. Uh-huh. And, and without Tyreek last night, Tua looked stunningly mortal. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Now, I don't, I don't pretend that the Bills are going to catch them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the, standing I, by. I Remember, who, is, who Bills, got his ski pulls out? Who got his ski pulls out when it was the darkest? I'm calling yeah. it. Week 18 is going to be for the for the AFC East. Well, the thing is, I just think the Bills lose to Dallas this week. But it doesn't matter as long as as long as the Dolphins lose to Dallas and lose to the Ravens. Week 18 still for the East. That's true. That's true. Because the um, the Bills also have the Pats and then the Chargers, and it's looking like with the Chargers, you're going to get some East and stick. Yeah, is Herbert? He he broke his finger. Yeah. And what's the prognosis? Uh, they're doing the old, we're going to see if surgery is going to, uh, we're going to see if surgery, they're shutting him down. They're five and eight. They're, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to shut makes, him down. That makes the Chargers much more gettable, obviously. And, uh, and so you beat the Chargers, you beat the Pats. And then you get week 18 in Miami for the division. Presuming, presuming the Ravens and the, and the Cowboys. But I mean, you know, the Cowboys a after second. a big. So the, the the Dolphins would then have to lose. They have to lose to the Ravens to, and the Cowboys if you lose to, to the Cowboys. The Ravens and the Cowboys if you lose to the Cowboys. Yeah, that's that's possible. Uh, we I, I wasn't because of what everything that was going on yesterday, and I was on the way to the court and whatever else. I didn't get. It, it's funny. I, some I got some tweet. We were talking early on about how justice prevailed in that Bills Chiefs game. Yes. Um, and I got some angry retweet tweets, and someone tweeted me that the next play, Von Miller lined up offsides, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found interesting, though, was the reaction across the country to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, was you're a bunch of whiners. Like it was not at all. Like the Chiefs have been the it team. Uh, and then you've got, you know, and then you got Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey on top of it. They've been the it team for years now, for, I don't know, five years, four years now. They've been the it, the glamour team. And I honestly, what, what was weird to me is that the football insiders, normally when there's a controversial play like this, you'll have people lining up on one side and saying, that's never called, or saying, uh, that of course that's called, you know, here it, it felt like me like a complete split. Like I saw, I saw lots of people I respect saying, well, it, it is called because it's been called 11 times this year. That, that play has been called 11 times this year. It's sort of a point of emphasis. Um, but I, there, there wasn't any clear consensus. Okay. And so I actually, I can acknowledge, um, why the chiefs would be frustrated if I set aside my bills fandom for a minute but broadly speaking, across the country, there was no sympathy for the Chiefs, except for Chiefs fans. No one, I, just on social media, it was shut the hell up and line up where you're supposed to line up. Yeah. I, I th- Have we turned on the Chiefs? Well, I think it's twofold. A, there's definitely the sense the Chiefs get all the calls. They're, you know, whether or not that's anecdotal, you know, there, there's, there's that feeling, and there, people are sick of that. And then also, like, we can't get out of our mind, like, you know, by the letter of the law, the Super Bowl ended on the correct call. Like Bradbury, Bradbury held him, flag was thrown, but it was kind of like a really you're going to call that. There, there was that sense. And then, I think the biggest problem that everyone with the Chiefs had was they acknowledged he wasn't lined up properly, and they said, but but it's never called, and it's like. All right, well, you just kind of backed yourself into this corner of it. just everything that you say after that when you acknowledge, hey, it was a penalty, but it's like you just come off as a sore loser. I mean, that is the argument. It's very clear he was lined up. He was not lined up correctly. But I do right? think you're right. I think there's definitely some, uh, you know, eventually, eventually, you know, we turned on the Warriors. The Warriors I were. Think that's it. It's, it's just know. weariness, you know. I think it's weariness of it. It's just Chiefs' weariness. And given how much they get and how much they've won to have them um, reacting to something that they did to themselves in that way, I think people found unseemly. Well, I mean, the best and part that- was you could have – not only could you have called Tony for being offsides, which, by the way, go look at the down-the-line picture. Like, he's a full yard offsides. 
Right, but, but that's, could, that's what that's what one of the arguments is: is that if it's close, you might you, you might actually hear from the official, "Yo, back up." Yeah. If it's egregious, it's like, "Come on, man!" By the way, and also the someone who has a lot of Kadarius Tony experience. Since when did we decide to give him the benefit of the doubt? Right, right, right. Um, all right. In other news, again, Chris Harrington's joined us in the next segment. In other news, um, we've discussed uh, Otani going to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, however, the news the broke. The details. The details broke. And essentially, of the $700 million that he is going to be getting, $680 million will be deferred uh, until the, uh, the 2034 to 2043 season. How do you and like so that, he, Bobby Bonilla? And so he will be playing for $2 million a year. Um he makes roughly, it's assumed, $45 million a year in endorsements. Off the field, yeah. It's off the field, so he, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to impact his lifestyle. And he did this, so the Dodgers will have to pay less tax and therefore be able to sign more. And so he'll have to players. pay less tax. Well, yeah. So here's I, 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 what I perceive to be the reaction here was, my God, good for him. Like, what a great thing that he is willing to defer the salary. Great creative for the Dodgers and great for uh, Shohei Otani that he doesn't want all his money up front, that he's willing to do this for the good of the team. Although it's not exactly like he'll be hurting. Yeah, we're not, let's not act like this guy's a martyr. Right. Um, I, I think, though, upon reflection, I hate it. Yeah, I, I do too. And the reason I hate it is the tax regulations in the league were put in place so big market teams would have a disincentive to buy all the play, all the best players, right? We used to have a real problem in baseball of um, competitive um, imbalance because of payrolls um, back when the Yankees were winning everything, et cetera. And they have developed a system with the tax and the compensatory picks and with everything else that has produced a sort of uh, a golden age of parity in Major League Baseball. And this is a loophole, and evidently it's legal, and it's not going to be challenged and all of that. But I, maybe it's because I'm a small market guy by disposition, but I don't really like to see the Dodgers, you know, I don't even think for me that for allows me, them to to buy all the best players. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. For me, it's not even a matter of it's not even a matter of you know being a small market guy versus a big market guy because I can also acknowledge like I like when the Yankees are back, just trying to buy their way to championships. Like that's that's fun to me. Like that's an added element because oftentimes they don't do it, and so it's always fun in the end when they don't. Where my fundamental problem with it is, like, I get it, deferred money happens, multi, you know, there's lots of examples of it. I just think, like, you, if you're playing that season, your money should count for the season. Like, Yes, one, whatever, if you have a 10-year deal uh, worth $70 million, let's just say, it should it should be seven million a season. And my my deal is like out. even if you want to backload it, okay. Let's say like you know because we see these with NBA contracts where you know it escalates or it de-escalates. Like that's fine, but you should have to be paid over the course of the contract. In my opinion, like I don't think that's absurd. Yeah. Um, all right, Chris Harrington is going to join us next. Do you perceive right now, Jeffrey? It's funny. I just got an email from. Uh, the editor of the Daily Memphian saying that they were, they were having some lunch, uh, some sort of uh, lunch about, you know, some sort of tutoring. It's a lunch, uh, but whatever, how, how to do X and such, sort of lunch, brown bag lunch kind of thing. And All they right. canceled it because of the sickness that is about. Do you perceive that right now everyone in the world is sick? I do, actually. And I, I went to this wedding this weekend. Yeah. And it felt like everybody was sick. Um, I, it's always, it just feels like right now everybody is sick. So it's always confusing to me because when the weather changes, I'm just miserable. Like, I have horrific allergies. Like, I'm dead serious. If you look at a map on, of the world, I have chosen to live in probably the place that aggravates right. my allergies the most. But I do feel like everyone is just sitting here coughing up this mucus. Is very clearly, this is a bug. What I have is a bug. It's not a. It's not a atmospheric uh, creation. And I just look around, and uh, it feels like everybody. 
We had a so we had my we had my daughter's uh, baptism on Sunday, and we had oh, people. Nice. It was wonderful. We had people over on Sunday, and it was great. The conversations, like you know what. What decongestant are you taking? What allergy pill do you like? Everyone's trading notes, trying to figure out like, am I am I using the right system? Because everyone's just like, I can't breathe What's right funny, now. I w- so there's there's the, the recent stories. Um, the uh, FDA has, and I don't have the story in front of me because I didn't know we were talking about this. But they've they've basically said that a lot of the cold medicine that Americans use just doesn't work. Yeah. I forgot that, right? It, that whatever the active ingredient is. Unless it's, it, as I've told you, unless it's behind the counter, you're probably not doing much. So yesterday during a break in the, in the trial, I actually went to Walgreens and all I remembered was that, right? I, yeah. I didn't have any of the particulars. I didn't know which of the active ingredients was actually ineffective and which was, I just wanted the good stuff, yep. right? And so you I should, went. To, you could have just called me, and I would have given you. Up. Well, maybe you have advice. So I went to the pharmacist at the Walgreens, and I said, "What do you got back there? What do you got? What do you have?" Uh-huh. And she was very helpful. She was Walgreens. She actually came out from behind the counter, and she walked with me down the aisle. But she didn't not walk that way, not that way, not walk with me down the aisle. No, no, no she ma'am. ma'am. <laughs> she. And then she pointed me to um, the Alka Seltzer, you know, daytime, nighttime, the yeah. uh, uh, Fisherman's Cough Drops, Fisherman's Friend Cough Drops, and, uh, you know, whatever. She mm-hmm. said Mucinex would be good, whatever else. Uh-huh. So she she didn't give me anything from behind the counter. She gave me none of the good stuff. What yeah. did I have asked for? Uh, I'm a, personally, uh, having tried it all, I think Allegra D twelve hour. I think that's the best. But is that just for allergy, or is that well, like you know if you're if you're congested, whatnot, like that that bad boy in about ten to fifteen minutes will clear you right up. Um, but and that's behind the counter. That's behind the counter because it's a, a decongestant. Um, now you got to be you got to be you got to be careful with it, but it's effective. Afrin, but Afrin will dry your nose out, scab it up. Um, okay, this is, uh, we, we've reached the scabbing of the nose mm-hmm. from the show. I think we'll call a halt yeah. there. Uh, Chris Harrington coming up next. Uh, I'll remind you that tomorrow is Wine Down Wednesday at Bounty on Broad, which means half price bottles of wine, half price glasses of wine, 25 cent martinis, phone numbers 410-813-12519, Broad Avenue. I will also tell you that this weekend would be a great time to go to Bounty on Broad. Stroll up and down Broad Avenue, stop in on some of the shops, do some holiday shopping. And take your family or friends or whatever, folks. It is a great festive place to go for the holiday season. Food is served family style. I've talked about it before. When Dan Barron went there last, he just took a photo of everyone gathered around the table with these big platters of deliciousness, a uh, happy vibe. It's a perfect place uh, to take a group during the holidays. 410-813-12519. It is Bounty on Broad. Chris Harrington joins the show next. Then the Fish on Friday on Tuesday, it's the Jeff Gawkins Show. I'm ailing, uh, but soldiering through. 92.9 FM ESPN. Hi, I'm Jay Gaddis from James Gaddis Jewelers. My family has been in the jewelry business in Memphis for three generations, offering the best quality jewelry and service at the best value. We've helped thousands celebrate love and accessorize life with beautiful diamonds and gemstones, platinum and gold, watches and pearls. And we want to continue to help you celebrate life's special moments. Come by and see why Memphians have trusted us for their engagement rings, Christmas gifts, anniversaries, and more. And when you think of jewelry, think James Gaddis Jewelers, your Memphis family jeweler. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with, like, basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. The next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through December 21st, New customers can get 75 megabit internet on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $20 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service. Actual speeds vary. It's time.
Time to talk trash, Mid-South. This is Rick West with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Our Memphis and Collierville campuses are currently hiring CDL drivers, driver helpers, diesel mechanics, and PM techs. We offer competitive pay, great benefits, and at the end of each workday, you get to be home with your family. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers at wasteconnections.com and be a part of a great team. Connect your future with Waste Connections and Team Waste. This holiday season, all your wishes are coming true on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from Moneyline to point spread to player props, and you can get your winnings paid fast. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Again, the app is so easy to use, and those betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That's my promo code, G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner.